You're listening to From the Front Row with Letitia Cotto, a podcast for those who want to take center stage in their lives. I'm your MC and number one fan, Letitia Cotto, master life coach, motivational speaker, and Maven Mama. I'm here to show you how to love yourself into the life of your dreams by teaching you how to tap into your innate brilliance and worthiness. If you're ready to let go of what no longer serves you and step into the highest version of yourself, you're in the right place. Let's get it poppin'. Hey there, honey bunny. It's your girl, Letitia Cotto, and I'm coming at you live from the front row, teaching you how to love yourself into the life of your dreams. We are making it do what it do here at Waco Work, so you may hear a whole lot of productivity going on in the background. No matter what, we are going to have a good time today. You're going to learn a lot. You might laugh. I don't know. And then you're going to go out there and live a lot in only the way that you can. In each and every episode of From the Front Row with Letitia Cotto, I always invite you to keep an open heart and an open mind. May Tremendo Aha moments inspire you to take center stage in your life so that you sing the song that God has placed in your heart. I also encourage you to take everything I say with a grain of salt. I do not expect you to agree with or resonate with everything that I say. Uh, Try it on for size, though. If it works, it works. And if not, amen. An open mind is a mind of miracles. And I'm praying that miracles pour into your life. I speak it, I believe it, and I receive it. All right, let's get into it. So today we're jamming on why you must honor your story in its entirety in your self-love journey. I think that self-love is all about where you are now and where you want to go and using your thoughts and your actions in this moment to catapult you forward in a life-affirming, empowering way. And I do think that there is a huge piece of it that comes from honoring and making peace with your story in its complete entirety. So the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, the stuff that makes you cringe, the stuff that makes you feel ashamed or vulnerable, or you just want to like go hide under the covers and never show your face again. I don't care who you are. We have all had those kind of moments in some way, shape or form. And part of that is because you are here to experience the full spectrum of your humanness. And oftentimes we are always placing emphasis on the good stuff, right? Because it feels good. And we want to minimize the stuff that doesn't feel good. And that absolutely makes sense also. But what I have found to be true is that a lot of our sense of shame comes from, you know, keeping our past bottled up and allowing ourselves to tell these self-limiting stories to ourselves in the privacy of our own mind. You know, it's kind of like having um, a dilapidated house, right, that you're going to fix up. And the first thing that you have to do is open up the curtains and let the light in. And it's something about letting the light in to this house and you see all of the dust and you see all of um, the brokenness and what needs to be fixed that you can then do something about it. And just sort of that darkness loses its power. And oftentimes, I think that when we share um, the things that have happened to us that we're not proud of, that we wish we could change, that have affected us very deeply, number one, we find that we're not alone because usually the person or the people on the other end 
have um, either a similar situation or something that makes them feel that same sense of isolation or vulnerability or shame. So it's such a beautiful feeling to know that you're not alone. But if it just stays in your mind, you just feel alone and you feel like you're the only person going through that. And that really is a lonely, upsetting, defeating feeling. And then number two, I'm a firm believer that when you honor your story, you honor your past, no one gets to use it against you because you have flipped the script and you have taken, um, you know, it's kind of like in the movies whenever they want to do a script change and they'll just like cross out, you know, a a piece of um, dialogue and they'll rewrite it. That's what you're doing every time you honor your past and you speak powerfully about it and you own it. Nobody can then use it against you um, to make you feel some kind of way. I think it's when we try to hide it and pretend that it didn't happen that then it becomes like this big scandal, right? I mean, and you see this all the time in politics. It's like, oh my goodness, let's find all the skeletons in their closet. And it's like, nah, baby, I already took all the skeletons out. I have placed them here. I've been very honest and transparent. And I do think that people appreciate the honesty and the transparency as opposed to trying to cover up or pretend that you're perfect only to find out later that you're not. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, nah, I'm I'm going to be very honest about where I'm at. And that's something that I strive to do not only um, as a life coach, but in my personal life is just to be very honest about where I'm at, sharing the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, the moments that I'm not proud of. And so recently I sent a love letter to the Honey Bunny Inner Circle and I talked about a very painful moment in my childhood when I was... 12 years old, (laughs) this was a long time ago, I ran away from home three days before Christmas. Like, who does that? And at the time, I honestly wasn't even thinking, oh my goodness, it's three days before Christmas. Let me run away right now. Um, It just so happened it was three days before Christmas. But of course, that's not how my family took it. It's like, oh my God, Tisha ran away and Christmas is coming and oh my God. And at the time, I was in that really weird adolescent phase where you're no longer a little kid, but you're not really an adult and your priorities are shifting and you want more autonomy and you want to be listened to. You want people to take you seriously. And when they don't, you kind of get rebellious, right? That's where I was. And so I ran away with a couple of friends of mine and we were like, walking through the streets of Waco, Texas, at all these like middle school age girls uh, walking the streets at like two, three o'clock in the morning, not even really sure where we were going or what the plan was. I mean, honestly, there was no plan. And so to make a long story short, we were gone probably not even a full 24 hours. And what happened was there was a, it was a group of us, like it was like, four or five of us, I think, total. And we were standing outside under a big light at a payphone. This was way before cell phones. It was like, okay, let's try to call somebody to come pick us up. And one of the girl's moms happened to be driving by because we were, you know, it's not a big town. And so we get in her minivan and of course all the parents are called and everybody comes and picks us up. And it was a really difficult 
you know, time after that. And there wasn't like an immediate resolution um, to this story. But now as an adult, and especially now as a mom, I see it through a completely different lens. You know, back then I could only see my perspective. And granted, I was only 12 years old. It was a limited perspective. Um, But now I understand like the pain that I caused my family, especially my mom. Because she was like, you know, Tisha, that's the only time... Um, that I never went in, you know, to say goodnight to you. Cause I think we had like gotten into an argument or something. And she was like, when I realized that you were gone, that was what was going through my mind that I didn't even say goodnight. I love you. And so now as a mom and as an adult, I'm like, wow, like, I'm really sorry about that. Not one of my finer moments. And I think that there may be, you know, a certain subset of people who knew me back during my rebellious phase who maybe are not like didn't accompany me to the next level of my growth all the way up to like 20 something years later um, as a full fledged adult who may still see me sort of as that that rebellious kid who didn't really care about anything but herself. And it would be so easy for them to be like, oh, you know, you're you're a fake like you're doing all this life coaching stuff and and look at your past and look at what you've done. Look at look at how you treated your family. Look at um, all of the mistakes that you've made. But here's the deal. I fully have owned that chapter of my life and I have learned from it and I talk about it very openly so nobody's ever going to catch me off guard saying oh Letitia you know when you was in middle school you you smoked weed and it's like yeah I did you know what what of it <laughs> like I'm, I'm always be very honest about things right um and it's it sounds very scandalous but <laughs> you know some of these kids nowadays some of the stuff that they're getting into I mean I can't even imagine what my life would be like if I had had access to Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok at those like formative years, that age, (laughs) I don't know. Um, And I think that's almost the beauty of growing up before social media is that I think we all got into our own little trouble, but there's no, (laughs) there's no proof right? Like that's one thing you young people, if you're listening, the internet is forever. Do not upload anything that you don't want a potential college or employer or a potential in-laws to see because once it's up there, there's no going back, right? And so that, you know, to me, part of you know, your true authentic self-love practice is being very real about your story, very real about the times you messed up, very real about the trauma that has happened to you. Um, Because I think that when you start to honor it and you start to really just sit with it instead of maybe trying to bury it, because a lot of us do that, right? Because, you know, stuff can be very painful. Um, I think there's a lot of healing in that. And a lot of coming back to yourself. And I am a huge advocate of therapy. If you find that honoring your story really brings up a lot of gnarly stuff and it, you know, makes you like it's too much to handle. Don't feel like you have to handle it alone. Like I, yo, I am all about getting all the help in all the areas and there's no weakness in that, you know. Um, We're all just doing the best we can with what we have. So please, please, please reach out. Um, 
And let's, you know, get you set up with with a good therapist that can help you process and heal from the things that have happened to you. I, I just want you to know that you're not alone. And I share this story with you because, again, I am owning it. It is part of what has made me who I am today, even the bad stuff, right? And has made me super appreciative of my mom because at the time that this was happening, my mom was mm, 34 years old. And (laughs) I cannot imagine having been 34 years old dealing with a wayward child such as myself. And I think she did a really great job at it, Um, more so than I probably would have handled it. And so the first step to coming home to yourself really is honoring your story. And here's the deal. you If you don't like the way the story has been told thus far, you get to rewrite it because the past only has the power you give it, right? It And it hasn't been 100% bad or 100% good. Like there's been both. So I want you to honor all of it because yes, you could have done things differently. Yes, it could have turned out differently. Yes, Um, the path could have taken you this way or that way. And I'm certain that you spend a lot of time, you know, thinking about the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, right? Thinking about, oh, you know, I would have done this differently. I could have avoided this. But in avoiding um, who you are or, or avoiding that path, you wouldn't be here today. And I can honestly say that, yes, there are moments where I didn't show up as the highest version of myself, where I completely mishandled relationships and I completely mishandled situations. I mean, there was one time I quit a job. I ain't even no call, no show, no nothing. Um, Am I proud of that? No. (laughs) Would I change the way I handled that? Absolutely. Um, Because now as a business owner, as a professional, as a public figure, I realize that, you know, in my dealings with people to always be on the up and up just because that is how I would want somebody to deal with me. And, you know, so I put that out there because, yeah, there are things that I'm not proud of and I can't let that stop me from showing up and serving. I can't let that stop me from evolving. And if anything, I get to control the narrative and I get to determine um, the meaning I assign to it. Right. Because you can either be the victim or the victor. You can either let those, um, you know, experiences or the lack of resources you can either use that as a as a as a detour or you can use it not a detour I can't think of that word as a block like that blocks you from getting where you really want to go and you say oh well I didn't grow up with money I didn't get a good education I didn't have a good home life you can use that as the excuse as to why you're not farther along or you can use that as the fire underneath like lighting a fire under your butt motivating you because I grew up this way I am determined to provide a different um experience for my kids because I witnessed this because I experienced this it has inspired me to xyz so that other people don't have to experience that right like you get to control the message um, especially the message that you tell yourself and nobody gets to take away from your power or your transformation or your change or say well you know what you think you're all this and that but you ain't nothing and you haven't really changed nobody gets to tell you that because nobody has been given your life but you 
You see what I'm saying? Because people will always come at you sideways and always make you question and doubt. Like, man, am I really changing? Am I really evolving? Can I really do this? And I think part of that is, you know, to question your resolve. Like, how serious are you about walking a new path versus going back to the way that you were? But absolutely, at every moment, you get to determine who you are. Nobody gets to write your story for you. Nobody puts baby in the corner, right? So, and it really does remind me of, I just watched that Garth Brooks documentary. Yo, when I was in elementary school, I loved Garth Brooks. Tremendo tangent. When I was in third grade at St. Louis Elementary School, I went to private school for one year. My teacher, Mrs. Stenville, would always play... Uh, the No Fences album while we had homework time. And that was one of the most beautiful moments in school that I've ever had because I can remember we're doing our homework and we're all singing. And maybe it was inappropriate, but I got friends in low places where the whiskey drowns. <laughs> all these third graders singing along. I had no idea what he was talking about, but it was such good music. I love Garth Brooks. Anyways, watch this documentary. And, you know, they're talking about the dance and, and just the impact that that him recording and releasing that song had. Um, and it shows like the original songwriter. And honestly, the way that the original songwriter used to sing it was nothing like Garth's interpretation. Like that song and Garth Brooks were like meant for each other. But that song is so beautiful. It says, you know, um, I would have missed the... Um, I'm glad I didn't know the way that it all would end, the way it all would go. Our life is better left to chance. I could have missed the pain, but I would have had to miss the dance. So that's what I want you to kind of think about that. Yes. Um, or like that every rose has its thorn, right? Like, yes, you could have avoided the pain altogether, but there was so much beauty, right? Like, I, I don't know if I'm tracking with you. Let me know. But one of my favorite Rumi quotes is God turns you from one feeling to another and teaches by means of opposites so that you will have two wings to fly, not one. And I'm going to say that again. God turns you from one feeling to another and teaches by the means of opposites so that you will have two wings to fly, not one. And you know, your mess will be your message. Your test will be your testimony. Like I would love to go back and thank that 12 year old version of me because she was trying to find her way. She was doing her best with what she had and, and these strong feelings that she had inside of her uh, that she was dealing with. And I would not be where I am today without her, without her incredible strength. And what I mean by that is her determination to live life on her own terms, even at such a young age. So you see how I took like that messed up situation and I was able to reframe it and bring something positive out of it. You can do that with every single situation in your life. And um, I had this thought the other day about forgiveness. Now I'm going to see if I can put it into words the way that I was feeling it is that, you know, with my daughter, because y'all know I can't go an episode without talking about her. The way that I feel about her is that honestly, she never needs to ask for forgiveness, right? Like my love is so unconditional that it is already hers. 
even now, right? Before the fact, it's already hers. But it occurred to me that what is really going to matter is her forgiving herself, right? Like, because, because with me, all is already forgiven. And I just had this feeling of that's the way that God feels about each of us and all of us, that no matter what you have done, that forgiveness is already there because you are a child of God and God loves you unconditionally. But part of, I think, honoring our past, a huge part of it is forgiving ourselves. And I think that that really is what forgiveness from God is, is us forgiving ourselves. Because, you know, there's that Bible verse, like nothing will separate us from the love of God. And I truly think that that when it says nothing, it means nothing. And so a lot of times what needs to happen is that internal forgiveness and saying, you know, I did this. It wasn't my best. I am truly sorry. And I forgive myself. Right. And also, you know, if other people are involved, trying to make it right with them. Sometimes, though, you don't get the closure that you want. You don't get the forgiveness that you want from other people. But that doesn't mean that you can't give it to yourself, right? So again, all of this to say no one gets to use your past against you once you've honored it and accepted it and fully embraced it. You get to rewrite your story. You get to assign the meaning to everything that's ever happened to you. And the past only has the power that you give it. So if you don't like the way that the story's been told, you get to retell it, right? And I truly believe that your mess will be your message. Your test will be your testimony. The rain will bring a rainbow. Um, and again, a, a huge part of that is forgiving yourself because you are so loved. <laughs> I, I just, I get emotional thinking about how loved you are by the creator of the universe that the forgiveness is already yours. It's just, are you going to accept it? And are you going to forgive yourself? Right? And that in and of itself is a huge spiritual lesson and one that um, you will absolutely have to tackle on your self-love journey. But I think it's absolutely worth it in understanding that you are here to experience the full spectrum of your humanness. And that includes making mistakes and not acting from the highest version of yourself, messing things up royally and learning um, what it means to be redeemed, you know. So. I hope that this was helpful. It was probably all over the place. I didn't actually have like a lot of notes, but I did want to put this down that no matter what, it's it's like, you know, the song um, that the today's title is taking from a rose is still a rose. Uh, baby girl, you're still a flower. You know, no matter what happens, you're still a flower. OK, if you like this uh, podcast episode, please leave me a, a review on uh, iTunes, on Spotify. I think I'm also on Pandora. Share it with a friend. Share it on your Instagram stories. Every little bit helps um, because I just want people to know that their past doesn't define them. They get to define them. So thank you so much for helping me to spread that message. I'm cheering for you like you're listening to an episode titled with a lyric from Aretha Franklin's A Rose is Still a Rose because what I am is what I am <laughs> from the front row, Letitia. 
From the bottom of my heart, I thank you for rocking with me today. Make sure and subscribe so that you don't miss out on all this goodness. If you love this episode, leave a glowing review on iTunes and share with a friend. Don't forget, the show don't stop here, honey bunny. Join me over at LetitiaCotto.com or find me on Instagram and Pinterest at I am Letitia Cotto. You'll find uplifting quotes, life-changing tips and tricks, and a whole lot of inspiration. It's an honor to support you from the front row.